I'm sure you've seen them in your inbox, in your email. These pandemic-related scams, they continue to grow online. And in response, Canada's cyber spy agency is launching a new and free threat blocking tool for all of us to use. For more details on this, let's welcome in cybersecurity expert David Shipley. He joins me now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Shipley, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to have you here as always. Uh, First of all, can you explain to us exactly what is a threat blocking tool? It sounds big. It sounds ominous. Sure. So this is a new service being provided actually by the Canadian Internet Registration Authority, or CIRA. And so they're the folks that run the .ca domain. And for full disclosure, we do work with them in some other areas. So so I'm very familiar with who CIRA is. And they've, they've had this idea of what if we could uh, check when people are clicking on suspicious links in email or going to suspicious sites in the uh, in their web browser, we could alert them, hey, this is actually a fraudster. We know it's bad, uh, and, and we can actually shut down some of these sophisticated scams. And so now they've made this service available, and it uses what's known as the Domain Name Service, or DNS. And that's the Internet's phone book. That is, it translates the computer address the IP address into a name you remember, like at 6.40 a.m. website. So if we have a catalog of known bad websites, and if you click on a link in an email and it goes to a known bad website, this service can actually shut down that attack, which is massively helpful. And where uh, CSE comes in is they're actually keeping track of a lot of these bad actors around the world, and they're providing that data to CIRA for this free service for the Canadian public. All right. So if I understand this correctly, if I sign up and I get this uh, service, I put it on my computer. If I get one of these uh, suspicious emails, uh, one of these uh, pandemic uh, scams, it will notice that and then notify all the other users or people or block it uh, from them getting it. No, it'll 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 stop you from uh, from connecting up successfully to that malicious website. So you would enter in uh, this service into your computer router uh, in your inside your home or your uh, your home computer, your iPad or your iPhone, and every time you need to do that that lookup of a web address, it would check that web address against the known bad list of of scams and URLs. And if it's a bad site, it'll it'll stop it from being able to spread. So it's not about collecting information on Canadians at all. It's about using known information that's usually used by governments and corporations to protect themselves in the workplace, but instead providing that same protection to the home. All right. So having said that, is there a way that these scammers can get around this or because of the way that it does uh, operate, there really is no way to sort of circumvent what uh, they're doing here? There's no technology silver bullet to all cybercrime, but this could have a dramatic impact on a lot of the generic attacks that sort of uh, load up and fire at millions of Canadians all at once. Um, And these are very unsophisticated attacks, and these are the ones most likely to um, hit people at home. And so it's a huge benefit. It's a giant leap forward. Um, It's amazing that this is going to be hosted here in Canada. There have been similar services like this available uh, in the United States and other places around the world, sometimes for money. Um, But now with a Canadian service, you know, we can rely on it. It's tied in and we see the government's actually doing something to protect everyday Canadians. So it is a it's a pretty positive development. All right. So those that want to sign up, they want to get this on their laptop, on their computer. How do they do so? 
Well, they can go to CIRA's website and they can look up the uh, the Canadian Shield service and they can follow the instructions to sign up. And there's different options for how you want to configure um, levels of protection that are available. So if you just want to worry about blocking uh, creepy tracking from uh, privacy stealing websites, there's a layer for that, or there's a more enhanced layer for protection that'll look for malicious threats and uh, and help protect your household that way. Joined by cybersecurity expert David Shipley. David, also wanted to speak with you this afternoon regarding these immunity passports. They're all over the news. And whether or not this is a good thing, it's a good idea. Essentially what this is, is it will tell people that you have recovered from COVID-19. You've uh, theoretically got the antibody in you and that you can re-engage or re-emerge into whatever the new normal looks like. Is that correct? It is. And it's a, every time I hear someone roll out the word blockchain, my skepticism jumps up about 10 points. Um, and so they're, they're proposing that this is a super secure way of validating that people have the, uh, the immunity, you can trust them, and uh, away you go. And, and, and there are some fundamental problems first. Like, this is typical Silicon Valley sort of, uh, let's put the tech cart way before the horse. We don't even know if immunity lasts yet. Uh, we don't even know how immunity works. Uh, so uh, they're, they're getting way ahead of themselves. Uh, let's assume, though, for the sake of argument, that, that we do start to prove immunity is actually gained and we can actually track that. I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, I want to trust any just organization to be collecting, holding, uh, possessing that information. So um, it, it better be a, a coordinated effort by government, not just a, a private sector firm. And the third thing is anything that's built in tech can be hacked. So how do we make sure that these uh, immunity passports are real um, and, and so that we're not causing more uh, dysfunction than we already exist? So enormously skeptical about all this. Yeah, I mean, you raised some really good points and some very, very important questions that need to be answered. But having said that, we keep hearing until there's a vaccine, we really won't be able to truly return to normal. So is tracking those with the COVID, is that a stopgap until we get there? Well, I mean, I think the first step is, what do we know that works right now? We know that, for example, contact tracing can work. And if it's done properly and professionally and with protection of people's privacy, that's the best way to catch and isolate uh, cases. This is what we've seen from the South Korean model, for example. So, so let's start with there. As we prove the science around immunity, finding some way of validating and certifying that is going to be important. Whether or not digital is the way to go with that, uh, as we just covered, I, I have some questions. So, but the reality is the, the science, the tech that matters the most right now is a vaccine. And until we have a vaccine, there is no uh, technological silver bullet. There's no getting back to the old normal. Sure. Just uh, finally, one of the headlines that caught my eye regarding these immunity passports is that it could create a new category of privilege. Is that one of the big dangers? Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I mean, first of all, let's assume for the sake of argument that this is an app uh, that's meant for your smartphone. Okay, well, not everyone in Canada has a smartphone, can afford to have a smartphone, can keep it up to date. So you've got that barrier. Not everyone has um, accurate information. Um, so there's there's huge problems with that. And also, um, you imagine the impetus you're creating with this. Oh, great, I can't go back to work, uh, but, but my neighbor can go back to work. So maybe I need to go have a COVID party, which, by the way, for the record, is the stupidest thing. Uh, that is not a recommendation to go do that, to go catch it. But if we do create a class system where those who have the antibodies get to go back to normal and those who don't, that's just asking for trouble. 
Cybersecurity expert David Shipley with us this afternoon. David, thanks for the time as always, and stay safe this weekend. You too. Stay safe, stay healthy.